This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Other comics and Trevino was one of the comics that very rarely got to do their comedy. Like it had to be <laughs> something that had to be. That's how long I've known Steve Trevino. And now he's one of the top touring uh, comics in the country. He must have been a baby comic right then. He was pretty young, yeah. So uh, Trevino on the way later uh, today. And uh, we got a lot more coming up. Let's uh, get a preview of what's happening in entertainment news. Joanne is going to bring us Hollywood notes and news later. So what do we have coming up on the entertainment side of things, Joanna? Guy Ritchie, who directed Disney's Aladdin's The Live Action one in 2019, is set to come back to Disney and direct a live-action adaptation of the 1997 film Hercules. Oh. Yeah, I saw the Aladdin. I thought that was pretty good, right? You know With what? Will I Smith did watch it genie. really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. But he didn't Guy Ritchie it up. Like, no, nobody right. had a real Cockney accent. That's what you expect <laughs> from Guy Ritchie. <laughs> no, but real good. And Hercules is, like, one that I'm not that big a fan of. Yeah. So I'm excited right. to see what's what's to come with this one. All right. Yeah, Hercules is not one you hear mentioned as anybody's favorite very often. Of Unless all the Disney your name movies, is Lisa Sunshine? Yeah. She, really? She likes. Oh my god! She hounded me so much to watch it because I had never seen it. It's really good. I was gonna say uh, that's probably one of my favorites. My, one right. of my favorite Disney movies. It's, it's Hercules. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I don't even know, like any of the side characters. Like I, I don't watch Disney movies much, but I know that in Mulan, it's got Eddie Murphy as that little dr- annoying dragon. <laughs> I know that in Hunchback yeah. of Notre Dame, it's got the gargoyles. To talk to him. Have you ever seen Hercules? No. <laughs> oh, you've never even seen I've, it. I've never seen the other ones I either. I at least have seen it. I've never seen Mulan. I've never seen. You've never seen Mulan? Or Hunchback in Notre Dame. Mulan is great. Crazy. Yeah. Well. You know what's a good one? The Emperor's New Groove. Underrated. Is that a Disney? Yes. Is it? <laughs> I, I can't remember that one. Uh, Hercules had... I think I did... I, actually, I think I did see that one. Is uh, it in Egypt? No. No. No, it's set in Cusco. In, uh, yeah. The Incan, under well, the Incan Empire. There was one that was in Egypt. There was. But, but I don't oh. know if it was a Disney movie or not. I don't think that was a Disney movie. Hercules has Aeolus and uh, Cassandra as his friends. And then Hades and his two minions... Um, Wait, that's Hercules or that's... That's Hercules. How the Emperor got his clothes <laughs> Why back? would that be... Emperor's New Groove. The Emperor's New Groove. What, what are you talking about? I don't here? know. I, I don't know which movies are Disney. The uh, ones where I mentioned Hercules and Hades? figure out the Egyptian one. The Egyptian one. Let's there was see. one and it starts like in, in Egypt and it talks about the Egypt and it ties in like the, the Bible story about Moses and the Egyptians. <laughs> the Prince of Egypt. Yeah, is that a Disney one? Nope. Oh. Yeah, I don't know my Disney movies that well. <laughs> I know some old school Disney. Like back when Disney just did out and out blatant racism. That's that's how <laughs> that's what I watch. That's how old you are. Yeah. That's what I know Disney. <laughs> you, you, you know Steamboat Willie. 
Let's see. I wouldn't consider Steamboat Willie one of the racist ones. I'm talking about like uh, Peter Pan, Song of the South, which I saw in theaters. Not when it originally came out, but like for its 30th <laughs> anniversary or whatever. I saw that one in the theaters. That was pretty racist. Uh, <laughs> Jungle Book was pretty was pretty freaking racist when it came out. So, yeah, that's my Disney. The old school, borderline Nazi racist Disney. <laughs> Those the ones that I like. Were they still in black and white? Not the cartoons, no. Remember, the Disney cartoons were already in color as far back as Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So that was like oh, yeah. pre-World War II. They were already doing color uh, cartoons. So Buzz got to experience that first time. Yeah, you bet I did. <laughs> um, Nico, news headlines. What do we have uh, leading us off with news today? Uh, Mike Pence is actually responding to Donald Trump. Um, and, you know, I just got a paywall come up in the middle of my... <laughs> Me trying to explain it. <laughs> well, anyways, he, he goes on to praise Donald Trump and his record, saying, Let, I don't want the Democrats to use January 6th as an excuse to push their policies. So then he goes on to... Really, Mike, but what about the people that wanted to hang you that were 40 feet away from That's why you when were... you were giving him so much credit the other day... like Right, he's still awful. Yeah, he's still <laughs> awful. What are, you, what are you talking about? It's like... He's... I was talking about Mike... Mike Pence might go down as one of the great, great American no. heroes of all time. I don't even think he thought that that day. I think he was just trying to be like, let's get through this. But, yeah, I still like the guy. I think he's still trying to do oh, a good God. job. <laughs> Boy, everybody has to just line up and lick his balloon knot, don't they? Yeah. In the Republican Party. <laughs> so if you're not, you're a rhino. And uh, one politician put out a thing with a gun. Did you see the hunting? Yeah. Oh, rhino hunting. I'm going to go rhino hunting. I think it was Eric Greitens, yeah. who used to be the governor of Missouri, Missouri. put out an ad where he's holding a gun. And he's I like, I'm going that. rhino hunting. And he didn't mean rhino like the animal in Africa or the Marvel supervillain. We got to hunt Republicans. He, right. We got we to gotta hunt We gotta hunt and kill people in our own party is, is basically what Eric Greitens was saying. Crazy. So you might hear Pence coming up in the news more today and talking. I guess he w still wants to run for things. So He wants to run for president. You think? He, wants, he, he would like to. Uh, I don't know if there's any amount of suck ass and he could do that would get him back in good with the with the MAGA crowd. I think he's persona non grata with that crowd. I think he's one of the ones that Greitens was talking about shooting with his big rhino hunting rifle in his stupid ad. Oh, also, uh, you know how Texas Republicans, uh, the GOP, finalized their platform this past weekend? Yeah. Did well, they leave all that stuff about gays being aberrant? Lifestyle? Did they leave all that in? Uh, yeah, they left all that in, and they actually included something else that we didn't really talk about yesterday. Uh, one of the things in their referendum, I mean, one of the things in their platform was that they uh, all agree to hold a referendum next year to decide whether uh, or not Texas should secede from the U.S. Okay, that's great. Yeah, just very, very sane proposals that Texas should should break off from the United States. You know, that would make it twice, Texas. <laughs> that would make it twice that you pulled this. Texas retains the right to secede from the United States, and the Texas legislature should be called upon to pass a referendum consistent thereto. They're now calling it the Texit. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard of Texit before, which actually makes sense as far as a name goes. Like, I've heard of... Talk about, you know, Brexit. Mm -hmm. 
But Texit even makes more sense. So it's got that working for it. Link, as a matter of wordplay. Texit got it. Yeah, yeah Texit. <laughs> I, I got to hand it to him. As wordplay goes, it actually works better than Brexit. Even. I didn't know this. Uh, legally, Texas cannot secede from the union, but they have. there's a myth that it can it, it, because of the way it was annexed. But the congressional order of annexation merely stated Texas could at a future date divide itself into five states. Into five states, but all of that preceded the Civil War. So after they seceded from the union for the Civil War... Most legal scholars consider that's all moot because they were readmitted to the Union oh, after the okay. Civil War. That makes so. sense. Uh, but there are still plenty of people who just take it as an article of faith that Texas, whatever, alone among the fifty states, that Texas can leave the United States anytime it wants to, which is just counterfactual. Let's get a look at El Paso weather, and it is brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Thunderstorms likely today. We are seeing a really, really good chance. 60-70% of the coverage area is going to see some rain and thunderstorms today. Got some uh, pretty good rain overnight. We must have because all the potholes in my road that the city won't fix and won't allow me to have fixed <laughs> or filled with water. That's how I know if it rained overnight. So, 80 for the high temperature, but uh, might be a little on the muggy side with all the moisture and then uh, possibility of rain today. Overnight, also, we're going to have about a 50% chance of rain for the coverage area uh, hanging around uh, until mid-morning tomorrow. And otherwise, on Wednesday, mostly sunny, 91. Then we're going to see the sun coming out, and it looks like we're not going to really see much more rain for Thursday and Friday, but then Saturday and Sunday, chance of rain popping back up into the forecast. This weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. The Red, White, and Brews Festival is coming up July the 2nd at Painted Dunes. Saturday, July the 2nd, gates open at 4. Music starts at 4.30. Free to enter. Bring the whole family. Jumping balloons and more for the kids. Dead Beach Brewery is going to have their craft beer there for tastings. Music from Damian Isaac and Redemption. Hot dogs, brews, hamburgers, and more. It's the Red, White, and Brews Festival at Painted Dunes, 12,000 McCombs on Saturday, July the 2nd. Gates open at 4, music at 4.30. And you can find out more information at PaintedDunes.com. That is PaintedDunes.com, sponsor of our KLAQ El Paso weather. All right, uh, coming up in a few minutes, we're going to have Today in Sound Clips on the way. We've got that headed your way. Coming up, comedian Steve Trevino is going to be joining us here before too long. Uh, he is going to be coming through town in December. I bet you, I bet you Trevino somehow makes his way over here before the summer's over. Whether he's doing like a like an official show or not. You mean makes his way to the... To the to radio? Paso. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's going to be on the phone. He's also got a new uh, special that's coming out later this year. Steve Trevino, who I've known since he was an opener. <laughs> that's awesome. going to be on the show a little bit later. Let's get a look at El Paso weather as I'm noticing some developments out the exclusive KLAQ weather window. It looks very uh, dark and overcast. I opened the weather with window today. And uh, weather is brought to you today by Wet n' Wild Water World. Well, probably continued thunderstorms over most of the city, so 
we've got it at about 85% uh, chance rain. So that's coverage area. Most of the city is going to get wet today with some rain, thunderstorms throughout the day, and then overnight. 80 for the high temperature today. The uh, forecast says that overnight the wind, the uh, rain rather, will stop sometime around 3 a.m., leading to mostly sunny on Wednesday, 91 for the high temperature, and then it looks like the sun's back out on Thursday, sunny and 95 the weekend. Going to see some sporadic rain. Got about a 15% coverage uh, for Saturday and Sunday highs in the mid-90s, both of those days. El Paso weather brought to you by Wet and Wild Water World. Right now, Wet and Wild season passes are on sale for just $59.99 plus tax. And they're available at any area Circle K. Or you can get them online at wetwild.com. That's wetwild.com. It is going to be a hot summer. And today is the first day of summer. Woo! So make your Wet and Wild plans early. Get the best deal on tickets. Season tickets at all area Circle Ks or online at wetwild. wetwild.com. Joanna's going to be out hosting a uh, movie at Alamo Drafthouse, yeah. so we're going to talk about that coming up in just a second. Go see Joanna. In the Super Stanley exciting. Cup Finals last night, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Colorado Avalanche 6-2. to two. Oh, no. Now the Avalanche <laughs> still lead the series two games to one, so they went up two games, but looking to three-peat the Tampa Bay Lightning beat Colorado last night. Did you hear about uh, Dave Chappelle's theater that was going to be named after him in his alma mater? Oh, I did, yeah. It's a uh, big uh, kerfuffle over it right after his last Netflix special, right? Yeah, so last night was the ceremony where the school that Dave Chappelle went to, the Duke Ellington School of Arts in D.C., was supposed to name its theater after Dave Chappelle. Dave did attend the ceremony. But he threw everyone a curveball. He told them the theater is not going to be named after him after all. Instead, it's going to be called the Theater for Artistic Freedom and Expression, which is, I think, kind of a jab at all of his critics. Like a little bit, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, Students protested naming the theater after Dave Chappelle because of his comments about trans people in the Netflix special that came out earlier this year, The Closer. So he held an assembly at the school and let the kids speak their minds. Apparently, at last night's ceremony, he made the announcement that it's not going to be named after him. But I guess he also admitted that the backlash from some of the students sincerely hurt him. Hmm. I wonder if people will just call it the Chappelle Theater anyway. Television uh, for tonight, America's Got Talent auditions on NBC. Over on VH1, the 18th season premiere of Nick Cannon Presents Wild and Out. Maybe Nick Cannon needs to tone it down mm. on the wild <laughs> part. How many kids does he have now? Eight. Like eight kids. I think he needs to get a court-ordered vasectomy. <laughs> uh, NBC has Dancing with Myself. Ooh. 
What? What Which is, is dance? It's, it's a euphemism for masturbation. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get what this show is about. I, it was on, and I did, and I, and it was on. I won't say I watched it, but <laughs> it, it was, was on, on, and I didn't turn it off. So I guess they get people that are good dancers. Okay. Some of them have professional training. Some of them don't, and they're in isolated booths, and they have to dance to whatever song they come up with, and then sometimes they have to partner with some of the. Like I say, I wasn't watching it, but it was on. <laughs> and ABC has an Elvis special tonight. Exclusively Elvis, a special edition of 2020 tonight on ABC. The World Cup this year is being held in Qatar, which is a country in the Middle East that used to be pronounced Qatar. Qatar and then in yeah. the 90s, everybody's like, no, it's Qatar. Well, I've never heard it Qatar. 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 Cotter. It's not Cotter. Like, welcome back, Cotter. Yeah. No. Welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> it's not. It's, that's, it's not. <laughs> it is not going to be much of a party because the nation of Cotter has, still has some strict rules. Not as strict as some of the other ones, but still strict. For starters, sex is banned. You're not allowed to have sex unless you're married. And you're only allowed to have sex with the person you're married to. Extramarital sex is a Shucks. crime in the country of <laughs> Cotter. But how do you say it is? Cutter. 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 <laughs> Extramarital sex is punishable up to seven years in prison. So Ooh. let's take that. Drinking is also prohibited. Oh, no. <laughs> no drinking allowed at the World Cup. At the World Cup. Well, what, sounds like the world's You know what's going to happen place. as soon as fans go over to support their team and they realize Alcohol's not allowed at a soccer match. Yeah, what are the Mexicans going to do? They're going to sit around and go, oh, the Americans are right. This sucks. <laughs> we only thought it was Mexicans good because we've been... Mexicans are going to be like, no, mom. So, I think when partying I... Partying is also prohibited, although that's kind of vague, and it doesn't say... Partying. Partying. Yeah, I found out, like, long after I missed my opportunity that all the times I'd be backstage at rock concerts and somebody would ask me, hey, do you party? They were asking me, do I do drugs? Uh-huh. And I didn't realize it. So I was like, yeah, I yeah. party. Is there a, I was like, I kind of party, Is yeah. there a party? <laughs> yeah. Is there a pants party? I always thought, <laughs> I always thought they meant, you know, we're going to get together, we're going to have some drinks. Have some fun. There's going to be music on. No, but Party means drug. Does it mean a specific are, drug? Are we partying right now? I thought we're partying right <laughs> I now. this was a party. Is, is this the party? I can tell you the number of times that I have been... <laughs> in my younger days invited a party that I didn't pick up on what they were talking about. Two dozen. Probably. <laughs> You're all, I know exactly how many. The how guy, many people have you disappointed by going up to the ground like, hey, you want to party with me? No, no. Do like, you want to okay. party? It was like, do you party? That's specifically the question. And you're all, So the lead yeah. vocalist of Enough's Enough, like, do you party? And I'm like, uh, sure. Is, is there going to be a party? I didn't think they were talking about cake and ice cream, but I thought they were talking about, you know, drinking and having a good time. Apparently, he was looking for cake. <laughs> I would like uh, to invite you to the uh, pants party. Do you... Brick, are you trying to say that there's a party in your <laughs> pants? Uh, and I'm, I'm invited. invited. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so-called insider says, quote, there is a feeling this could be a very... Very bad World Cup for the fans. Yeah, that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> the World Cup tournament kicks off in November. Oh, oh I, I was going to tell you. I, I really think, hate that there's no World Cup right now. 
Oh, is it usually in the, the it's summer? It's in the summer, yeah. <laughs> so I know that for Formula One racing, they have them in, in Qatar and they have it in, in the Middle East all the time. For those special events, I think they open up the laws or for, at least like for an the... exclusion vi- zone yeah, or something? Yeah, for the, for the visitors at least, I know that they they get to party. Maybe in the stadium. Yeah. You can know. drink a beer, possibly. Maybe. Poss- maybe, but you're not sure about that. I'm not sure. How they would now, do how about this? this, Joanna? They just announced that the World Cup in 2026 was going to be in the United States. Yeah! I'm so excited. That's awesome. The World Cup's going to be in the U.S. There's going to be two Texas games. That's going to be really convenient because the men's soccer team will have a lot of free time so they can work concessions or <laughs> Shut you know, chauffeur people around or whatever. <laughs> we have a good team. They're a good right. women's they team. They didn't even get it. It's amazing the last that they're time, right? getting in this time. I don't know if you, you probably can't remember this far back, but when we had the World Cup in the early, I want to say like 94, 95. Yeah, like 94 or something like that. It was such a big freaking deal. Yes. Oh, it was just huge. That year we went to Disneyland for the first time, and there were some of the Mexican players at Disneyland. <gasps> it was so exciting. My dad was so excited. Oh. What are those guys? About five feet tall? I would guess. <laughs> yeah. The Mexican players? Yeah. Okay. Quick on their feet. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna is hosting an Alamo Draft House summer music movie series. Yeah, she and is. There's one tonight. If you could. If there are still tickets, you can get those at drafthouse.com slash El Paso. I think at last check, there were still some tickets. Still some tickets for the summer music movie series tonight, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. At 7.30, and Joanna's going to be your host, and she's going to try and get to the bottom of uh, who Baby is, why people keep wanting to put her in a corner, and why Patrick Swayze's not having it. Is he not letting her be put in a corner? Uh, The Alamo Draft House Summer Music Movie Series, official summer events partners of KLAQ. And don't forget, at the Montecito Alamo Draft House, they now have the upgraded recliners. Yes, that makes it so much better. Upgraded recliners, sofa seats, call button service, and they're going to be contests, probably trivia, and people are really going to get into dirty dancing tonight. Joanna, how many of the big summer blockbusters have you seen so far? I think None. I've, I've, yes, you have. <laughs> Doctor Strange, you oh, saw. Was that really a summer blockbuster? Yeah. yeah. Okay, then I've seen one. I mean, it was or a late spring, a late spring blockbuster. <laughs> how I about gone to the movies? Jurassic uh, World Dominion. No, but if you notice on the board there, there's a little special note for you. Don't so forget to, to buy, buy Thor tickets. Buzz. Buzz, when do they you, go on sale? They're already on sale. We told you to go buy them, and you haven't. Well, when does the movie actually come out? July 8th. Uh, okay, and you and Lisa want to go yes. the first day that it's out. Yes. Nico wants right. to go, too. Well, let's coordinate oh, that. Ne- Nico. Let Nico go, too. Uh, Top Gun? Did you see Top Gun? Nope. But a lot of blockbusters. You really missed out. Yeah, I'm missing out a lot. Yeah. The most unbelievable movie of the summer. Genetic power has now been unleashed. Dr. Buzz, Strange Mavericks, Jurassic <laughs> World, and the Elvis Lightyear multiverse. You're looking for trouble? One movie, every possible storyline. To infinity and beyond. Superheroes, fighter jets, dinosaurs, animation, rock legends. There's a lot of people saying a lot of things. You won't have to see another movie in 2022. What do you know about the multiverse? Dr. Buzz, Strange Mavericks, Jurassic World, and the Elvis Lightyear multiverse. We made a terrible mistake. Now playing at the all-encompassing comprehensive Cineplex. 
the Buzz Adams Morning Show on KLAQ. That makes my ears tingle. We'll be back. If opening your monthly energy bill has you say, What? Then maybe it's time to go solar with sun. What? Sunwatt sells solar panels and installs them. Make sure your home runs on the energy provided. What better place to go solar than the Sun City? As the local solar provider, they promise to bring you transparency, fair prices, and professionalism. Renewable energy, all you have to do is harness it. Call Sunwatt Energy at 300-0411. That's 915-300-0411. Or visit wattener.com, W-A-T-T-E-N. Hey, Steve Trevino, who we've known for, God, I don't know, 20 years, or I've known for 20 years anyway, is coming to El Paso in December, and it's going to be at the McGoffin Auditorium. Hey, Trevino. What's up, man? Is this the first theater show you're playing in El Paso, or you played a theater before? Well, I was an opening act at a theater, theater, right? you know who. Right. Um, (laughs) But I do have to give it up to Bart Reed and all the love he's given me over the years to to be able to grow into um, a theater. And, and you as well, man. I mean, oh. you've had me on your air for, like you said it right, 20 years, man. Aww. Oh, This man that we're talking to, we had a contest where we were going to have a shaving cream pie made out of pubic hair <laughs> in our face. And, oh, my God. That's what I was. I was playing. I, I don't know if you heard me play it, but I was just like strolling down memory lane. I was playing back when Steve thought it was hit because it was this pie in the face game that you can get at, at Toys R Us back in the day. But we, we took everybody on the show. Oh my god! Private you hair turned a kid's toy into, into a pubic hair game, and it was <gasps> classic. And every time you turn it and it wouldn't go, the next person thought, "Okay, I'm the one." So after like five go throughs. It's Trevino's turn. Whose pubic just, hair was it? Everybody's. Everybody on the show Everybody. contributed. What? Steve contributed. I, I believe never. you. Yeah, you contributed some of yours, right? Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. And dude, I have never, ever dropped an f bomb on radio. <laughs> <laughs> and I could, I could not be more scared. And and I remember. One of my opening acts was like, dude, I'm not doing that. I now. remember. He were like, uh, I'm a substitute teacher part of the time. I can't do this. It was <laughs> up on my social media. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, oh. Steve Trevino. I didn't know you had a podcast. I'm definitely going to start tuning into your podcast, but tell me about it. Well, you know, we, we uh, during the pandemic, man, I you know, I, like you know, there was nothing to do. Yeah. So my wife and I decided to go live every Wednesday and kind of update everybody. You know, you know, pardon the interruption on on ESPN. We decided to do pardon the bitching, and we would pick, we would pick like eight topics that we would both bitch on for two minutes each, and and it just man from there it evolved into this podcast that you know I did my whole career has been a surprise. Like I just wanted to do stand up comedy, and I would have done it for free. I did it for free, and. <laughs> it has now become very successful, but but I think it's because we're we're really honest, and it's like it's like your show. Your show is honest. Your show is real. Oh, thanks, man. I was telling uh, so Nico's a stand up. You know Nico probably. Of course. Yeah. yeah. What up, Steve? So I was telling uh, Nico when Steve would come in. Uh, it was with when I first met Steve Trevino. When he bef- even before he, Bart called him the sexy Mexi. This is sexy, pretty sexy Mexi. Mexi, Mexi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would come in as part of. 
Carlos's entourage. Carlos Mencia would bring in, uh, you know, uh, his brother, maybe two brothers. Oh, wow. He'd bring in an opener. He'd bring in three or four more comics. And Trevino, okay, so the time he played at the comic strip, that I, the first time that I met Trevino, Steve didn't even get to do comedy the night I was there. What? He got stage time. The only stage time he got was to go and adjust the microphone because one of the comics was a little taller or shorter. That was the only... <laughs> How far yeah, you've it. come. How far you've yeah. come. Right? Mencia goes... Mencia goes... Uh, well, because remember, Mencia would do these marathon shows for three like hours. hours. Yeah. So, yeah. So by the time... I mean, we were starting shows at 1 a.m. Yeah, that's right. People had been... Mm -hmm. Sitting there because if so, it was two shows, the first one went way, way, way over the time that it was supposed to. Carlos was just like the the red light meant nothing. To Carlos, the red flag was a light. suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always tell people like, dude, you know, Me Too is not just for women. I got Me Too too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you know you're. You're, you're young. You'll do anything to be in the business. Right. I didn't know any better. I mean, you, you got to remember that I started touring with Mencia. I was 21 years old Wow. when I started, you know, and, and I, I was just willing to do anything and everything. And, and Pay your dues. You know, there was times yeah. where, where he would be like, hey, I need you to drive to Los Angeles and pick up more merch and bring it back to me and be back in time to do the show. So I would, man, I would leave in the middle of the night or, you know, to go get merch for him and come back. And he, I'd be like, hey, um, any gas money for me? He's like, nah, bro, it's part of the deal, man. I'm like, what? <laughs> you got to pay oh, for man. your own yeah. gas. <laughs> There's going to be a new special, uh, but we don't know when that's coming out or do you know? When it's going to come out, we, we don't know. We, you know, we were we were allowed to leave, put some clips out there. We do have some big news coming soon, and and they want to kind of do it in conjunction with everything that's happening. So we do not know when I Speak Wife is going to be released. It is filmed. It's in the can, as they say. Uh, but man, those clips that we put out, I mean, one of them's at one point eight million views. You know, so it's great. That's great. Yeah. You know, Steve, what I was telling Buzz, I think it's very cool that you're doing the podcast with your wife because that's what a lot of your material is about is marriage and, and your wife. Are you able to keep up the podcast now that you're you're really back out on the road a lot? Man, you know what? It's it's insane. The, you know, people, you know, be careful what you wish for because I'm like, man, one of these days I'm going to be doing theaters and I'm going to be a successful comedian. Well, now I have no time. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I I used to be able to to fish and hang out and drink beers and and have a good time, and now it's all work. But it, it's all worth it because, man, I, I I you know, it is a dream come true, and you know, and again, the the act is real. The the my wife is real. My wife is ex the way I talk about her on stage. We take that into the podcast, and and I think oh, people gravitate cool. to. But I think people are over this Hollywood BS, man. I mean, you know, this this allure of what a star is. Mm -hmm. People just want to see people. And I think me and my wife show America that. Especially especially Mexican-American people without an accent, without being the stereotype. I mean, mm -hmm. we're really, I think, changing the world, man. It's, uh, it's not the Steve and Renee podcast. It's Steve Trevino and... Captain Evil. Captain Evil. <laughs> yes. it is. So she it is, is Captain Evil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been Captain it Evil is. on stage for a long time. It is a podcast about a below-average man who married a, an above-average woman. <laughs> nice. <laughs> exactly what it is.
Uh, this is a nationwide tour. I'm just looking at all the stops, and you're going to be, you're just going to be going everywhere. The date for El Paso, though, is December 16th. Magathan Auditorium. I'm a big time, bud. I'm yeah, I know time, you. Buddy. I know you are big time. Absolutely. And you were kind of like one of the first uh, people to move back to Texas. Wait, you Before had the it was connection. Cool. Right. And then next thing you know, Joe Rogan's moving here. Elon Musk is moving here. But Steve Trevino started it. Couldn't take Los Angeles. Dude, I was anymore. I was at the comedy store talking about how I couldn't get wait to get back to Texas. I was talking about how great Texas was and how miserable California was, uh, specifically LA. And then all of a sudden, I, you know, everybody was making fun of me. Everybody was going, well, why don't you go back to Texas then? I'm like, well, I'm going to. So I did. And then they all followed. <laughs> right. Everybody pulled up stakes and uh, uh, came but, back to. But, where do you live, Steve Austin? Corpus, right? I live. No, 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 no. I live in New Braunfels, Texas. New Braunfels. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I still live in Texas. I don't live in Austin. <laughs> that's not real Texas. Yeah, no, New Braunfels. Yeah. Is, that's where you go to go to Schlitterbahn. <laughs> oh, I, I, dude, I'm I'm going there. I'm going there today. I got my cabana ready to go. Uh, dude, I like I you know I I I never really kind of look for attention, but I'm at Schlitterbahn when I first moved here, and I'm like. I told the wife, I'm going to Instagram it, I'm going to tweet it, I'm going to hashtag Schlitterbahn. I need management to find me so I can get hooked up. Right. Do some kind of tie-in where they let you get into Schlitterbahn free and hopefully give you a nice cabana in exchange for all the publicity. If you don't know what that's Schlitterbahn true, is, it's a huge, huge water park. Gigantic. I guess there's only one. I mean, it sounds like something there'd be a chain of, but I, I, I've only ever heard of the one in New Braunfels. I, I think there's another one somewhere else because some big company came in and bought it. You know, it's no longer mom and pop. You know, it's like Whataburger, right? Once, once, once Chicago bought oh. Whataburger, it, it's you know, it's game over, right? It's it's not the same Whataburger I was eating when I was a kid. I'll tell you that right now. Do you think it tastes different? Absolutely, a, a thousand percent. Let me ask Joanna. Do you agree that Whataburger that the food tastes different since Whataburger yes. headquarters got moved to Chicago? Yes. Really? Can you be specific? Uh, can you hear Joanna, why? Steve? <laughs> yeah, I can hear Joanna. No, here's what happened when it was when it was Corpus Christi owned. The deal was that when you ordered your burger, that meat hit the grill. Right now, now they're all about efficiency. So you look on the grill, because I'm a fat boy, I look on the grill, and they're stacking patties so that they can just throw them in the buns, and oh. it's not the same. Mm. Word. Um, that's, a, that's a good yeah, eye for, uh, for detail, Steve. They still take a long time. I mean, uh, I don't think Whataburger even know? thinks of themselves as fast food because you could you got to wait. So it's just food. But if they're throwing them on the grill and getting them ready earlier, they, they should be a little faster than they are now. No, so you know what my jam is now is Freddy's. Freddy's are steak and mm. They make the custards too, right? Yep, they do the custards and they do the little steak burgers. I mean, you got to stack them because they're thin, but I mean, you got to get like eight patties to make one <laughs> burger, but they're, they're, they're delicious. And is Freddy's based in Texas? I don't know where Freddy's is from, man. We, you know, I started get going to that, you know, here in New Braunfels, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is delicious. But, dude, New Braunfels has a freaking in and out right. on the corner of 35 across from the Buckies, 
and the Waterburgers across from the Buckies and the the In and Out lines around the the block. Yeah, it's all those people from California moved here. They've op- opened In and Out, and that's native food to them, probably. Listen, yeah, that's their that's their that's their native food, and their French fries are terrible, though. We're gonna see uh, Steve Trevino. I hope we see Steve before. Like, if you pull, yeah. if, you're, if you're driving through, you know, you're driving through, and you're on I ten. Let us know ahead of time so you can drop by and say hi. Okay, Steve. Or, or have you gone so big? Or have you gone so big? You're, you're doing the fly in for the show, and that's it. I don't know what we're doing, man. It, it has been definitely a, a, a change in the way I do things, and it's been a, a learning curve because, you know, I am so used to pulling into El Paso, going to Bart Reed's comic strip, hanging out with you guys and having my routine, and now it's a whole new routine. I don't, so I don't know what we're going to do. All right, so December 16th, uh, McGoffin Auditorium. Are, are tickets on sale yet? Oh, I should probably know that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what? I haven't seen an announcement that tickets are on sale, but we'll we'll announce it as soon as we hear that they are. All right. Uh, well, man, I love you guys, and and it's you know you're one of the best radio shows in the country, and I don't think El Paso realizes what an amazing radio show that they have. Oh, uh, they are completely ungrateful. I am unapp- I am an unappreciated genius of my time. What a bunch of ingrates! I was just thinking that myself the other day. All right, thank you, Steve Trevino. We'll thank see you, you soon. Steve. Okay. Love you guys, our, man. Thank our you best so much. to Captain Evil, too. Yes. Thank All right. you for everything you've ever done for me, Buzz. Thank you. All right. We'll see you soon, Steve. There is Steve Trevino, who's going on a tour. He's going to have another special coming out. Great. A lot of great memories with Steve Trevino. And let me tell you. i got to find this video. Of if, you're, if you're sitting at the bar or anywhere with Steve Trevino, just get him started telling stories. He's oh, one of the great. best yeah. storytellers. And he tells these stories that aren't part of the act. Oh, yeah, these are from his life. Get him started telling stories, and it that I would pay a hundred bucks for. That's great <laughs> entertainment. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, Nico Jimmy's next with news headlines. A historic week is beginning, according to President Zelensky of Ukraine. That's because they're joining the European Union. I'll have more next in news. What kind of radio show is this? Crazy! A short pause, and the Buzz Adams Morning Show will... It's just past the top of the hour, and time for our news headlines. Nice to see you all again. Oh, my. And with our look at news, here's Nico at Jimmy. And good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. Monday marks the beginning of a truly historic week for Ukraine as the country awaits a decision on its future within the European Union. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said during his Sunday evening address, we will hear the answer from the European Union on the candidate status for Ukraine very shortly. Last week, the European Commission backed Ukraine for EU candidate status. Now it's up to the European Council to confirm that status with a decision expected by the end of the week. He added that Ukraine and other European countries should expect increased hostility from Russia in the coming week. Somebody just uh, in the fan chat on Facebook said that they that we have a Freddy's in Far East El Paso. We have a Freddy's in Far West El Paso as well. Really? Yeah, at the Cinnamon Marketplace. Cinnamon? (laughs) Cimarron? Cimarron. Yep. That's the one. Cinnamon? That's the one, baby. Wow. I'm going to call it Cinnamon. Cinnamon. I like that better. (laughs) 
The State Department confirms a second American has been killed fighting in the Ukraine-Russia war. An obituary published in The Recorder, an upstate New York newspaper, said 52-year-old Stephen Zabliski died in combat on May 15th. A U.S. official confirms that the State Department has been in touch with the family. Zabliski is survived by his wife, five stepchildren, and seven siblings. A Marine Corps veteran was the first American to die in the fighting in Ukraine about two weeks before Zablinski's death. Rolling Stone reported that the U.S. Army vet was killed by a landmine, although that hasn't been confirmed. Here is Russian spokesperson uh, Dmitry Peskov talking about how they can't guarantee that other Americans who've captured won't face the death penalty. They were involved in firing and shelling our, our military personnel. They were endangering their life. They should be held responsible for those crimes that they have committed. This isn't a hypothetical. There were two, um, both from Alabama, mm-hmm. both U.S. military veterans who were captured. And so it's not a hypothetical. They actually have these guys. So they're, you know, a, an official Russian spokesman is saying, yeah, your Americans who came over to help the Ukrainians might face the death penalty. Mm-hmm. More likely, they'll be used as, as bargaining propaganda. chips. Or propaganda. Yeah, or propaganda. But the same with that WNBA star who's still in Russian custody. It's just... Well, speaking of which, detained WNBA star Brittany Griner and wife Sherelle had arranged to talk over the phone this weekend, but the call from Brittany never came through. Sherelle says the couple hasn't spoken since the WNBA player was detained in Russia for having cannabis in her vape pin, but they arranged a call via the U.S. Embassy for their fourth anniversary. Sherelle never got it and at first thought Russia was blocking it. She revealed yesterday, though, that, in fact, Brittany called the embassy 11 times on Saturday, but no one was staffing the phone. The couple was given the number by the embassy and told everything was arranged. Some have criticized the U.S. government's response to Griner's detention, and Sherelle was stunned this happened since the call was planned two weeks ago. She says she has zero trust now in the government at this point. The State Department said Monday that it is aware of the issue and is looking into it. More from Russian spokesperson Dmitry Peskov about uh, Griner's uh, situation. It is also a terrible message to, to bring some forbidden essences and uh, materials to this country while trying to, be, to build some bridges. And Russia is not a single country in the world that have quite a strict, um, uh, strict laws in that sense. And there's a number of countries where you cannot enter uh, with any any drugs. Cannabis in a vape pen. Right. They re- it seems like they really had to bend over backwards. Oh, they to are. Buzz. It was like, hey, this is an American. Oh, it's also an American celebrity. It doesn't seem like this is the type of thing that they would send somebody to a gulag for. If no, it weren't definitely. an American celebrity. At the beginning of the war, yeah, too. Yeah, at the beginning of the war. Well, uh, that's what a lot of Americans' commentaries are saying, and they're saying that she's uh, basically a hostage at this point. Uh, that's a better term. Yeah, yeah, a hostage. Well, Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov has something different to say. Well, she violated, violated Russian law, and now she's being prosecuted. It's not about being a hostage. Well, it is. About I think it's a little hostage. bit about it being a hostage. Definitely about being a hostage. A new report on the police response to last month's school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, has revealed that the first officers who responded were equipped with rifles and at least one shield, as well as a tool to breach the room where the shooter was. 
Still, they did not try to confront the gunman. According to the Texas Tribune, surveillance footage shows the officers had access to ballistic shields along with at least two rifles within 20 minutes of the shooting starting at Robb Elementary. So why didn't they go in? Officers say they had no clear orders. But also during this time, school police chief Pete Arredondo reportedly called a dispatcher and said he did not have the firepower to approach the shooter. The incident lasted 77 minutes before a board patrol team finally entered the classroom and killed the gunman. Right. It sounds like what happened after after this period of time, the the Border Patrol people who had come from, I don't know, 45 miles away, I think is what they were saying. Yeah. Got there and it's like, what are you guys doing? Somebody's got to go in and take this guy out. So they went in and did it. But, you know, I hate to judge too harshly, but it really sounds like these guys are like, uh, we don't want to go in there. We're going to get shot. Yeah. It's like those kids didn't have a ballistic shield. They didn't have guns. They didn't have weapons. And it's kind of your job to do it, so I can understand, you know, how upset. I kind of know be. some more about that Border Patrol agent, too, the one who actually um, ended the, the standoff. Yeah. Uh, he had family who was working at the, at the school. He had a, his wife was a teacher there. Oh, I see. And so I think that they didn't want him, like the other, other police officers were saying, they didn't want him to go in. Does that let all the other uh, police officers that were there off the hook, if they didn't get an order from a commander, don't you think at some point somebody goes outside of the chain of command and goes, this, this is crazy, this is our, this is what we got to do? Not really, because, because it all comes down to liability. So if you went outside the orders or chain of command and something went wrong, then you would be liable also, for it. Also, the chief uh, who you mentioned, Pete Arredondo, Pete Arredondo, last week said that he didn't know that he was the scene commander at the time. I Crazy. don't know if you look around and it's like, well, there's nobody else here and I'm the chief of police. Maybe I am the scene commander. All of it sounds like a lot of double talk. And I just wonder how the people of Uvalde look at their police officers, especially if they know it was one of the police officers that was in the school and, you know, didn't go in. Well, I'd, uh, well I hear the words... I coward. I had heard cowardly getting thrown around a lot. That they didn't want the border patrol agent to go in, the police that were on scene <laughs> because it was going to make them look bad. Well, yeah, they just said no. We're not moving in right now, and he said, "Get out of my way." My wife is there mm-hmm. in the school, and he he just decided to go in. Um, also, I had heard that the, the border patrol was thinking of disciplining him for disobeying orders and just going in yeah they had to discipline him with a promotion and a huge raise and a parade right that's how they got to discipline but then they him. decided maybe not right. since maybe that's not going to play so well so well the one guy who showed up and actually like that's not even that the border patrol's job no no that that's wasn't the police job the border patrol guy had to go in almost as a private citizen you know when you think about it right 77 minutes later that's crazy. Meanwhile, parents of survivors and children who were killed in the incident want Arredondo out. At an emotional school board meeting last night, parents and other members of the community called for Chief Arredondo to resign. Investigators have said Arredondo ordered dozens of law enforcement officers to wait in a hallway for more than an hour after the teenagers started shooting. Having Pete still employed, knowing he is capable of decision-making that saves lives is terrifying, said Brett Cross, the uncle of student Uzziah Garcia, who died in the shooting. Innocence doesn't hide. Innocence doesn't change its story. But innocence did die on May 24th. Here's another uh, clip of one of the parents uh, saying how she feels about the handling and the aftermath. She don't really want to talk about it. It's like she lived through it and 
she don't want to relive it. And she is afraid to go back to school. She, she's just scared if it might happen again. And here's uh, some, some of the community calling for uh, Chief Ordondo to resign. I'm more angry that they're trying to cover up a lot of things and trying to hold us back from speaking. Um, also, just that they should have just gone in there and done their job. Basically, they just didn't do their job. So, so you know, this was a story a few weeks ago uh, in the aftermath. The video of the parents outside the school mm-hmm. just being held back. Being and- held back. We had reports some of them were pepper sprayed for demanding that the police go in or, or not, you know, pleading. Trying to do anything to get the cops to go inside and and in this murder spree. Right. And some of them ended up handcuffed. Some of them in, ended up on the ground. It is so tragic. You know, I what I don't hear, and I, I find this interesting, like in a lot of cases, police officers will kind of rally around the police officers, and but I don't hear a lot of cops saying defending uh, these Uvalde police officers. Right, because I mean, twenty-one children died, and so it's kind of you know, it's kind of hard when you think maybe less children would have died if you did something sooner. I mean, that's hard to defend. Do you know, though, that it is established as a matter of law that you can't sue a police officer for not coming in and rescuing you? That's already well established, that a police officer can't be held liable for not doing their job. Hmm. That's interesting. All right. They can't be held criminally liable. There might be some kind of civil recourse. How about a break and we come back and uh, finish up the news? Yeah. you got plenty of other stories. I do. I have uh, several other stories. Give me something that's going to make it impossible for me to tune out. Tell me something that's coming up. A second heat wave is coming. Oh, boy. It's going to be hot. Well, you can't change the station when we're going to talk about weather, That's right. Okay. (laughs) Here's your late night roundup. No. No? No. Is your bathroom time longer for some reason? No, no, no. I just went to the... I just went down the hall. One or two? One. <laughs> All right. It was, an, it was an R. Kelly, not an Amber Heard. <laughs> in Buzz's defense, it's a long ways. <laughs> it's all. It's as far in this building as you can get from here. Exactly. In, right. in Buzz's defense, yeah. There is not a, <laughs> a lot of steps. There's, there's times no, where I have to really, you know, hoof it to get over here. <laughs> God, I wasn't even hurrying. I thought I would come back in and have another three minutes left. Oh, you know what probably threw you off? You had that live read. All right. That's, that's what I can't it was. leave until the library. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to news. Yes! Here we go. <laughs> well, forecasters say today will be another scorcher for millions of Americans from the central plains to the upper Midwest as the heat wave moves east. About 70% of people in the U.S. will get hit with temps in the 90s, while 20% will see 100 degrees. Minneapolis and St. Paul saw, saw the thermometer hit 101 yesterday after setting a record on Sunday. So I bet it's humid as hell up there. Oh, you know they yeah. got so many lakes. And Absolutely, but it's just humid as. Which I is thought, why I thought Dallas was about the most humid you could get, but then I then I went to Florida. Which is why a lot of people there <laughs> don't have um, refrigerated, refrigerated air because normally they're not used to such high temps during this. Or this much wait, humidity. Wait, they do have refrigerated. Air. Or they normally do. Yeah, this is why they. They lot, don't have AC. A lot of them don't have AC. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Well, as top White House officials, officials reiterate that tackling high inflation remains President Joe Biden's chief priority, his administration is debating strategies to bring prices down and sending mixed signals about how and how quickly President Biden may act on an issue that is top of mind for voters and weighing on his approval ratings. Well, I hope I have a decision based on that I'm looking for by, uh, by the end of the week. The president said Monday he could make a decision as soon as this week on whether to support Congress's inst- Congress instituting a pause on the federal gas tax of 18.4 cents per gallon, which experts have estimated could lower prices by approximately 14.7 cents per gallon. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said Sunday that the administration was opening to considering such a move, citing the cost on consumers. As of Monday, the national average gas price was $4.98 per gallon. A gas tax holiday would require approval from Congress, where Democrats hold a fragile majority. Biden also told reporters on Monday that as another relief measure, gas rebate cards were also under deliberation. It's unclear, however, how such rebate cards would work, whether they would be preloaded or provided uh, post-purchase. Here's uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen talking about oil production and how that has affected the gas prices. Production has gone down. Refinery capacity has declined in the United States and oil production has declined. The Treasury Secretary also went on to talk about the causes of inflation and how it's not just a local problem. We see it in UK, we see it uh, in France, Germany, Italy, um, and the causes of it um, are, are global, not local. With the first full week of hearings for the House Select Committee's investigation into the January 6th attack on the U.S., now complete, nearly 6 in 10 Americans believe former President Donald Trump should be charged with a crime for his role in the incident. How many? 6 in 10. Okay. 6 in 10 Americans also believe the committee is conducting a fair and impartial investigation. The poll divides along party lines with 91% of Democrats thinking the former president should be charged with a crime compared to 19% of Republicans. You know that almost 20% of Republicans think that the president should be charged with a crime is actually a lot higher right. than what you would guess. And 68% of independents said he, they think he should be charged with a crime, which is probably a more important number for independents. I actually have a wager Oh. With a friend on this. Oh, about whether he gets charged or not? Interesting. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's on the line? Like tw- uh, lunch, you know. Lunch not to exceed $20, I think. <laughs> okay. But I, I'd say that he, he will be... Yeah, this has all got to be leading up to Is criminal charges, whether... No, no, it's not with no, 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 no. I don't bet with Nico. Why? Because if, if I win, I feel bad about taking money because I know... <laughs> No, because if he you wins, put in five dollars in gas at a time on like on the 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 paying of the the bet, and I don't always insist on the paying of the bet. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but my wager also stipulates that the criminal charges could come from uh, Georgia or Arizona. Uh, okay, it, it doesn't have be, to be this. It doesn't January have to be 6th. federal. Okay. No, no. Well, not the January sixth necessarily. The charges from Georgia would be over that phone call okay. where he told the. Secretary of State, find me 11,000 more votes. Right. He could get criminally charged right. with that. Earlier this week, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine passed a law that makes it easier for teachers to carry guns in schools. 
House Bill 99 reduces the hours of training required for teachers to carry guns from 700 to less than 24 hours. DeWine signing the law effectively weakens the impact of a 2021 state Supreme Court ruling that required teachers to receive extensive training before they were allowed to have a firearm. I hear from teachers that call in, and based on that, they they don't like the idea of carrying a gun themselves or their fellow teachers carrying a gun right in school they don't i'm sure there are plenty of teachers out there that that want to carry a gun but the ones that i've heard from at least in el paso seem to be pretty set against right arming teachers well hey, you had armed police officers right you had armed police officers that were there and they weren't willing to go in and do how you know and that's their job and they get and lots of training and they train they get a lot of training, and you know, and they're wanting to give teachers guns without any training. Well, another teacher told uh, ABC uh, that she felt the same way. Tracy Arway, a special education coordinator within the public school system in Columbus, Ohio, told ABC News, I'm having a hard time connecting the dots of how arming untrained people are going to keep people safe. She admitted to having nightmares about the new law. Although the majority of states prohibit firearms in K-12 through schools, teachers are currently exempt in at least nine states. That's according to the National Conference of State Legislatures. The policy of arming teachers has resurfaced in debates surrounding gun legislation after the mass shooting in Uvalde, which left 21 dead, and Buffalo, which left 10 dead. Hey, I got a call in the neckline during the commercial break. We were talking about Uvalde, and you know now there are pictures coming out of the of the police officers kind of... Inside the school building, right. not going in the classroom, and you know they had they had rifles, they had at least one ballistic shield, and they were still unwilling to go in. Hi, Buzz. I just wanted to let you know um, about the what you said on the radio about the patrol acting like a private citizen going into the school. Actually, what I've been told is um, when police officers have to go in into a public school, they have to disarm themselves. Federal agents such as the Border Patrol officers don't, so they can actually walk into a public school armed. Um, they're not required by law to disarm themselves prior to going inside. So I'll let you know. I don't know if that helps or not. Take it easy, man. Bye. Well, I don't think those rules apply when there's an active, active shooting shooter, thing yeah. and the police have been called out. I, I, I would imagine if you're going to go in and give a presentation for DARE, maybe you check your gun. Right. Maybe it varies from state to state. I don't know. But I don't think any of that applies Turn when there's shooter. an active shooter. Yeah thing going on yeah absolutely. those police officers in, in uvalde were definitely armed they definitely had their guns on. yeah them. they definitely did they had a riot shields and they had way way more equipment than we knew that they had well police are asking for the public's help after a mass shooting in washington dc killed a 15 year old boy the boy identified by his first name chase was killed as well as three people, including a D.C. Metropolitan Police officer, were injured. Metropolitan Police Chief Robert Conti said in a statement Monday that a reward of up to $25,000 will be offered for anyone who gives information leading to the arrest and conviction of the shooter at the Mochella concert on Sunday night. Conti wrote, the person who took Chase's life and brought this violence to our community must be held accountable. Conti said the investigation is ongoing and detectives are canvassing the scene. There is a temporary prote- protection order in place for a 12-year-old against Flash star Ezra Miller. The child's mother spoke out and said she became concerned when Miller began to buy gifts for her child, even after the gifts had been rejected. 
The unnamed mother says, I kept wondering why Ezra was here. Like, don't you have Hollywood stuff to do? Don't you have <laughs> movies coming out? Yeah. This wouldn't be don't the first... Don't you have foreigners to assault? <laughs> <laughs> this wouldn't be the first protective order against the Justice League actor. The court approved a protective order against Miller after Chase Iron Eyes and his wife claimed he physically and emotionally abused their daughter. That's the daughter who's now 18 mm-hmm. and I guess was... I, you know, if you're 18, you're you're able to make your own choices. Right. But this apparently had gone on since she was 13. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're still going to put out the Flash movie with him in it. Yeah, I think they'd have to scrap uh, the entire right. thing. Everything and, was and filmed. They, everything's filmed. Everything's finished. So I saw a thing that said uh, the word is that, that after the Flash movie's released, um, Ezra Miller's out. Right. No, you do the right thing. You you, you just, just scrap the movie, yeah. man. Okay, but this is like so like for Marvel movies, each one's guaranteed to 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 earn like a billion dollars, right? Yeah. So that's this is that kind of movie where they're expecting it to gross like millions and millions and millions, hopefully. Yeah, I know. So this to is just a, scrap it all is probably like a huge part of the revenue. I know this isn't a, a perfect uh, example, but when Kevin Spacey, we found out all the stuff about Kevin Spacey, uh, he had finished filming his part of a movie called All the Money in the World, where he played, I think, J. J. Paul Getty. He was done doing it. But the stuff came out was so damaging, they went back and replaced him with Christopher Plummer. Mm-hmm. But this he, wasn't the type of movie that was going to get a bit. This wasn't a summer blockbuster. Right. It got a, nominated for Academy Awards. Also, he, Kevin Spacey he was, wasn't in every scene. Right. you got to figure The Flash is probably in, it, in every scene. Because he's The Flash. Right. <sighs> but mm-hmm. everything that comes out just gets creepier and creepier so about creepy. this Ezra Miller. This is the same studio that is still putting forth Aquaman 2 with Amber Heard in it. So. Yeah, that's not that bad comparatively to this dude <laughs> grooming children and they could just say hey you know what we're not going to do this flash movie or cgi the guy who does the show the flash oh uh grant gustin yeah, yeah. deep, deep fake, fake his, his face. face onto the yeah. flash's body yeah right yeah should be the same um well craziness coming from ezra miller hopefully we don't hear anything else before then paramount plus unveiled the final name for the next yellowstone prequel the show was originally titled 1932, but it's now 1923. Ah, the series wow. will encompass the aftermath of World War One and the beginning of Prohibition. Has this got Harrison Ford in it? Yes, it does. And Helen Mirren. Yes, it does. Ooh. Now, are you guys fans of Yellowstone? Has any, yeah. Has anyone here seen Yellowstone? I watched some of the 1881 Is that, that they the had. Is that the one with um, Kevin? Faith. Oh, okay. Kevin Costner's in Faith. The, she's married to uh, Faith Hill. Tim McGraw. Faith, Faith Hill. Hill. Faith Hill. <laughs> you know what I always want to say when I'm is I want to say Faith Evans, but I know that's not the same person. <laughs> no. Well, the Dutton ancestors will deal with drought, cattle theft, lawlessness, prohibition, and the beginnings of the Great Depression. Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren are set to star. No premiere date has been set yet. Five planets are set to align in the sky this week. Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn, in order, will line up for the first time in 18 years. And you won't even need a telescope to see it. 
Mercury will be the dimmest, so at times it may be tough to see them. The planets will have their peak vis visibility this Friday, even though they could be seen with binoculars earlier throughout the week. Experts said if it's cloudy, the planets still should be visible. The best time to view the heavenly event is about 45 minutes to an hour before sunrise. So set your alarms. There's an interesting question dividing TikTok right now. Can you wear socks on the beach or not? <laughs> Australian Art Blythe shared footage of her American boyfriend wearing socks while at the beach. She added, my American boyfriend committed an Australian crime today. The comments came back fast and furious with one saying, immediate ban from the beach for 12 months. And another read, I think you're, you need a boyfriend refund. Sorry, but who wears socks to a beach ever? Others admitted to wearing <laughs> socks in the sand, though, with one explaining, this is totally fine. Our feet get burnt and it protects them. Live and let live, right? I say wear socks on the beach. Wear socks with your sandals. It's okay. Yeah, if you're over the age of 30, your life is pretty much over anyway. Who are you trying to impress at that Let's point, right? Go. Yeah, once a guy reaches a certain age... It's practical. You wear dress it's socks too and shorts. It's too wear hot to wear socks. Maybe the sand is going to be a little too hot. It's going to well, burn your feet. hot, so wear your flip-flops, but not the socks. <laughs> well, I'm I'm on the boyfriend side. I'm team boyfriend. I'm on the don't wear socks to the beach side. Whose side are you on? Yeah, I don't care. You do whatever you want to. You know what side I'm on? Introducing Mind Your Own Business. I'm on Mind Your Own Business side. Nice. Well, with the news, I'm Nico. And this is the first day of summer, Woo! so I guess uh, these heavy questions have to be answered. All right, coming up, in the next hour, I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, Texas seceding from the United States, huh. which used to just be a thing that crazy people talked about. But now the Republican Party of Texas has added a referendum as part of as an as a plank of their platform. Right. A lot of people think that Texas is unique in that it has the right to secede whenever it wants to from the United States. But that is incorrect. So. I just kind of want to play out like Texas could secede as long as they had approval from the federal government, which they're never going to get. Mm -hmm. But I would like to play out a little bit coming up. If Texas did say Texas said we don't want to be part of the United States anymore, they held a vote. How would and that the look? U.S. agreed. What would that actually mean? And I think there's just a lot of stuff that people haven't thought about. But. Well, you know, some states did try and secede from the United States at one point. Um, and we didn't let them. We, uh, we fought a war. It was called the Civil War. <laughs> right. It wasn't so civil. And probably would never happen again. I mean, w at least the federal government probably would never be cool but, with it. <laughs> but I, there, there are enough people that are driving the GOP in Texas anyway that they uh, included this in, in what I can only guess is supposed to be a serious manner uh, to have some kind of rep, you know public referendum on seceding from the union. And I have a few thoughts about that, and I think some things that secessionists have not... That not that crazy that it's 2022, and I've got to address a secessionist <laughs> agenda in the state of Texas? That this is going to take any oxygen up, that this is now part of the official platform. Do we really have to talk about them wanting to secede? A uh, couple articles over, at, and I've also got tickets for the 
Latin Kings of Comedy yeah, coming up. At so, the Plaza Theater. Yeah, that's this Saturday at the Plaza Theater. And I've got I got a four-pack. We can do a four-pack today. So we're going to have that on the way coming up in just a few minutes. Over at KLAQ.com, Frank Payne, our man in Abilene, writes, Is it illegal to leave your dog outside in this extreme Texas heat? Yes, it should be. It, well, I want to give the, the actual answer. You can read it at uh, KLAQ.com. There is an unlawful restraint of a dog bill. So if you leave a dog outside and it doesn't have any shade and it doesn't have any way to you know, get out of the direct heat, there can be fines. So weather events, including not just the heat, but also freezing temperatures and tornadoes and hurricanes, if you live over on the Gulf Coast, this law goes on to say that dogs can't be left outdoors unattended without proper shade from direct sunlight and water, and that you can get a $500 fine. So the answer to that question, yeah, it's kind of illegal. Uh you probably won't do any jail time, but you could get popped for a $500 fine. And how did the 54 Golf Pro turncoats fare at the U.S. Open? I've got a breakdown there at KLAQ.com. The 54 tour is the one backed by the Saudi government where they've just paid exorbitant sums of money. Phil Mickelson reportedly Gross got $200 money. million. Yeah. Dustin Johnson got $150 million. So you could... So how did these golfers do after all this scrutiny and they played at the U.S. Open? Well, Phil didn't make the cut. Louis stays and didn't make the cut. Dustin Johnson, only four golfers that have said they're going to play on the Saudi-backed golf tour made the cut. That means, you, so a tournament goes Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday typically. After Friday, some people don't make the cut. They get sent home without a paycheck. Mm-hmm. So... I think it was something like 15 of the LIV or 54 uh, pros missed the cut, including Phil Mickelson, who four-putted from about 12 feet. And the highest finish was Dustin Johnson, who finished tied for 24th. We have talked about golf more this week. Well, now it's got this whole political aspect. In your whole life. Yeah, but this (laughs) this whole LIV tour... Uh, is really drawing a line for a lot of people. Are are you going to support it? I mean, if, say, I don't think this will happen, but say a city that doesn't have a regular PGA stop, like El Paso, got the LIV with people in El Paso going buy tickets. First of all, I don't think for the kind of money they're paying, they could make the tickets cheap enough for El Paso. Word. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, but... Are people going to support this? I, I think it's probably going to fold within a few years. But the Saudis, if if nothing else, they got really deep pockets, which is how they can afford to pay these people tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in the case of some of them to play on their golf tour. And I'll be honest with you, I enjoyed uh, seeing these guys flop a oh, little bit. Oh, did you? Did it give yeah. you a little... I came up with the term that I'm referring to these golfers who are leaving the PGA for the Saudi back tour. What's their term? Benedict Arnold Palmers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you can read that and you can see Phil Mickelson four putt. Benedict Arnold was a trader and Arnold Palmer's a drink. No, Arnold Palmer's a golfer. Time for entertainment news. Joanna Barba has got all of our news and notes from Hollywood. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. 
Netflix is bracing for its next round of layoffs as the streaming giant looks to cut costs in the wake of its stock troubles. Impacted staff are expected to be told at the end of the week. It's unclear what departments are going to be hit, but sources suggest that the cuts could be similar in size to the round of reductions undertaken in May. At that time, Netflix laid off 150 employees and dozens of contractors and part-time workers. When those cuts were announced, Netflix said there would be another round of pink slip-in in 2022. Netflix maintains a global workforce of roughly 11,000 staffers. Netflix has lost nearly 70% of its value since it revealed this spring that it had shed nearly 200,000 subscribers. It's lost 70% of its value? Yep. Oh, my God. 200,000 subscribers. Uh, maybe because you keep saying, oh, we're going to keep raising the prices. And now we're going to make it even harder for you to share that with anyone. It's that. It's also the competition from other streamers, the lack of original yeah. the only programming. Reason I have Netflix right now, Stranger Things. Was that the only reason, really? Yeah. There's really nothing on there that I can't find on Orange other Orange is the new black. I already finished that. Oh. So. Money the, heist, too. <laughs> What's Money Heist? You don't know what Money Heist is? It was yeah. a movie on, on Netflix. Oh, all right. <laughs> Meanwhile, two actors on the Netflix series The Chosen One were killed and six other cast and crew members were injured. I heard about this. After the van that they were riding in crashed near Mulege and the Baja California Sur Peninsula. The accident did not occur on a set and the van was in transit from Santa Rosalia to the local airport when the crash took place. The Baja California Department of Culture said Friday that Raimundo Garduño Cruz and Juan Francisco Gonzalez Aguilar died. The Six injured and currently unnamed production members include two other actors and four members of the crew who are all currently stable. Netflix describes The Chosen One as, quote, a 12-year-old boy who learns he's the return to Jesus Christ, destined to save humankind, based on the comic book series by Mark Miller and Peter Gross. In a statement Monday, a Netflix post spokesperson said, quote, we are deeply saddened by the tragic accident that took, took the lives of Ray Garduño and Juan Francisco Gonzalez. Our thoughts are with their loved ones and with those injured during this unfortunate accident. What, was it a Brazilian movie? I get it's a series. It's a series. I think it's Brazilian. Okay. But they were filming in Mexico. They were filming in Mexico. Yeah. I just I heard her this, this morning. It sounded really sad. For Chris Evans, when it comes to the MCU, the critics definitely aren't always right. In a new video interview with MTV News, the man behind Captain America says that if he were a, to make a return to Marvel's superhero legion, he would prefer to do it as Fantastic Four's Johnny Storm slash Human Torch, no matter how bad the film reviews were. If he were to reappear, however, Evans tells MTV that returning to the MCU as Johnny Storm would be an easier sell to him than returning as Steve Rogers. Yeah. I would love it. I would love it. That would actually be an easier sell to me than coming back as Cap. You know what I mean? Cap is right. so precious to me. And, you know, I, I almost don't want to disrupt what, what, what a beautiful experience that was. But Johnny Storm, I feel like he didn't really get his day. That was before Marvel really found its footing. So, uh, you right. know, I, I loved that role. And, you know, who knows? Who knows? With all the multiverses, yeah. he could come back. He could come back as the... With all the multiverses, he could come back as the Human Torch who swapped powers with the Thing briefly in oh, one of the yeah. movies. <laughs> I liked it. You know, he he didn't do a terrible job of of Johnny Storm. And uh, I don't know. What, are you a Fantastic Four fan or not? Of the comic, the comic book? books, yeah. 
more. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a staple I, of the Marvel yeah, universe, right. really. I, I would buy those. I, I was I was more likely to buy uh, Marvel Team-Up, which in the 80s, when I read that, would team up The Thing from Fantastic Four right. with Black Panther, or he'd team up with Beast from the X-Men, or, you know. But, sure, I, I spent money on some... Some fan. Fantastic Four Some comics. F4. Yeah. They've never gotten that right, man. <laughs> the first one was okay. I would give it about a six on a scale of one to ten. The second one was maybe a three or a four. And then the one that they rebooted with Miles Teller as Mr. Fantastic is about a zero. Two. A, two, a one and a half. Oh. <laughs> it's really not. I haven't seen the new one. All right. And finally, the live-action remake machine at Disney has been chugging along, and the remake for their animated Greek comedy musical Hercules has been in the works for a few years now. And now Disney has finally found the director to bring this new version of the legendary Zero to Hero to life. Guy Ritchie, recently known for last year's Wrath of Man and the 2019 Aladdin remake that crossed the $1 billion mark, and a sequel in development is coming as as a director. With him locked in, Disney's now on the search to find writers and actors for the project. The original Hercules released back in 1997 and though well-liked among critics was a box office dud back in the day compared to some of its predecessors. Still, it's lived on as a cult classic thanks to being a reliable VHS and Disney Channel watch back in the day. You know, I when I think Guy Ritchie, I, I think Snatch, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, Rock a Roller, you know, the ones that are very, that you need the subtitles. They're speaking English. A lot of British. Like, I'm only interested in Caribbean. What? Right. Yeah, exactly. You need the captions. Is that Cockney? It, it's something. <laughs> I mean, that Brad Pitt character, whatever he's speaking there, he's Pikey. Yeah, it's Pikey. But the, uh, the Aladdin, which I thought was good. It was good. I did like it. I thought it was good, but there was no indication in it that it was a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, true. Well, because it's Disney. And I watched uh, Wrath of Man. I don't know if that ever hit theaters, but it was on streaming somewhere. And I watched uh-huh. it, and it and Jason Statham was back. You know, so he was in like a, a lot of Guy Ritchie's early movies. Yes. Just not. It's set in the United States. It's not the same. Now, Guy Ritchie needs to stick with those people that you can barely understand what they're saying. That's what you need to do. Give me British people. So maybe they ought to do the Hercules like this. From London. From London. Oi, Hercules! (laughs) 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 I got some stables here, need some sweeping out. (laughs) With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. How about some uh, Latin Kings of Comedy tickets? All right. I'll give away some tickets when we come back. Joanna notified me that we important, very much desperately in need of a break here. Mm-hmm. So we'll have some tickets for the Latin Kings of Comedy. Paul Rodriguez, Joey Medina, Medina, Johnny Sanchez, Johnny Sanchez, one of my Gilbert favorites. Esquivel, right? and others. And others. Another guest at the Latin Kings of Comedy show. And that is Plaza, right? That is the Plaza. Plaza Theater this Saturday. We're going to have a four-pack of tickets, and we'll give those away. Coming up, I'm also going to talk a little bit about seceding from the Union, which is now something that I guess is officially part of the Texas Republican Party's platform, even though 
yeah, there's no there's no exemption that says that Texas can secede from the union, not without a war anyway, which which Texas would lose. Uh, so let's take a break. I'll talk about that. If you want to give us a call, here's the phone number into the studio, 910-4995. Use the 915 area code, 915-910-4995. Give us a call. And more of the Buzz Adams Morning Joe's on the way right after this. Hey, it's Daniel Paulus. I'll be along starting at 3. <laughs> We're into the uh, 9 o'clock hour. I realized when I gave out the phone number, uh, a lot of people might have thought I was doing the ticket giveaways for Latin Kings. Not yet, but I will, I will coming up before this break is over. So have the phone number handy. I'll tell you when to call in. We've got a four-pack of tickets to see the Latin Kings of comedy. Two of the guys are the are from that original Latin Kings, Paul Rodriguez and Joey Medina. We're both part of that 20... I think this year is the 20th anniversary. It is the 20th anniversary, yeah. That's probably why they're doing this. That is why they're doing this. You prematurely teased. All right, before I give those tickets away, though... Joanna, you ready for just a little bit more golf talk? Dude... I have had so much golf talk (laughs) than I have before in my life that my phone is starting to give me updates. It gave me updates the other day. On the U.S. Open? Yes. (laughs) Did you you search for something on your phone? How does it know? I think it's because I did search for something when we were talking about About it. About golf, you looked up. And so now it's just like, and here are some updates for you. Fitzpatrick is a winner. Yeah. And I'm all, who? Fitz who? Matthew Fitzpatrick won the U.S. Open. But I was talking about... A lot of the players who have announced that they're gonna they're they're jumping ship for the Saudi back tour. Well, I have some breaking 54. news yeah. on that front. Mm-hmm. Whoa. A new player has just been confirmed as playing for the Live Tournament or the Fifty Four Tour. Uh, Brooks Kepka, former winner of things. Yeah, he's definitely a star on the PGA okay. Tour. Yeah. Everybody knows who Brooks. Brooks Kepka, Kepka is. signing up for the Live tournament so here's here's uh the objection it's backed by the saudis well the saudis just what four years ago on the on the direction of their leader the crown prince uh what's his name mohammed bin, bin salman, salman killed and chopped up a, a washington post journalist that is the that's what we're being told by all of our intelligence services is that Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Probably the most tame thing that the Saudi government could be accused of doing. There's way worse things, like from stoning women to death still to this day. Um, Oh, stadium executions? Yeah. Uh, If you're LGBT in Saudi Arabia, you're definitely, well, I don't know about death, but it's definitely, it's not very friendly toward LGBT. I, I mean, the thing about having the journalist murdered seems like a deal that was going to be a deal breaker when Biden got in office, but apparently Biden's going to go over there because we need their oil. Right. And he's going to meet with this guy that he had condemned as a pariah. Well, we also need them to hold back Iran. That's why we we are the major military contractor for the Saudi Arabian government. Uh, They also, the the family of Saud uh, had deep ties to the Osama bin Laden family, the bin Laden family, a lot of the... 15 of the 19 hijackers hijackers were were Saudi citizens because they tolerate this uh, virulent form of radical Islam that's very anti-American. Yep. Wahhabists. Yeah. Wahhabism. 
And it just, you know, they keep trying to get an answer from these players that have... Uh, so, yeah, yeah, you're playing the U.S. Open, but could you tell us what you think about Saudi Arabia? Right, and these players... The players they, are just like, oh, uh, I'm just here to talk about golf. I hit balls. <laughs> I mean, the true answer would be... They paid me like $100 million up oh, front. that too. Yeah, they paid me $100 million. They paid me like a buttload of a money. A buttload. I think buttload is the technical term. Yes. Um, but, you know, it is funny to see some of the guys, like Phil Mickelson was at the U.S. Open this past weekend. and he, His crazy eyes. His crazy eyes still had him. And he could not, like, play so to I, save his life. I included, if you want to go over and see the post uh, about how the LIV players Why kind of flop. am I invested in I know, right, Joanna? <laughs> Joanna, look at this, though. Phil Mickelson is 12 feet from the I'm hole, watching. and he's putting for a birdie, and he four putts. It takes him four putts. I've been able to make anything yet. Hitting ellipse. I was just motored by. Oh. Mickelson for par. Oh, that's like two feet away. How could you miss Maybe that? The now he's got a four putter coming back, a four footer coming back for for uh, three putt. She's ever putted in his life, and uh, yeah. he's got a lot on his plate. There's no Does doubt he? about it. He's made his bed. Oh, oh that's gotta suck. That looks like if I were trying to play golf, you know what? Go it, to your home. It, <laughs> it looks like when your when your toddler is is old enough and you play miniature golf, and they're just swatting it back and forth, back and forth. But go did to you, your home. Go to your home ball. Are you too good for your home? <laughs> but listen to what the announcer says. Not about it. He's made his bed. Oh. He's made his yeah. bed. So what they're saying is a lot of this, you know, he knows what people think of him. Golf is very much a mental game. It's probably in his head that he took this blood money. You so so when you golf every week and like I, I was asking. Blood money. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I was asking you, this type of putting, like, you, you could have made that putt pretty easily, right? The first one? Yeah. I wouldn't have four-putted it. Which means four strokes for just a putt. Yeah. So he's putting for birdie. I guess he ended up with a double bogey. All this is My, gobbled I got a to few, me. When I go out and play, I got a few goals. Like, okay. every day, I want to break 80. I want to shoot in the 70s. Okay. But to do that, I know that I... I really need to not do worse than a bogey. No double bogeys. And I really, it's important that I not three putt. Right. Well, most weekend golfers, you three putt. At, at least, least once. once around. But a four putt, a four putt, I'd want to hang myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it just right just playing there. with my friends. If I four putted, I would want to jump in the <laughs> river with a stone tied around my, oh my neck. God. Let alone on the biggest stage in the world. <laughs> <laughs> right, so when when the announcer makes that comment about Phil has a lot of on his mind, I think he's talking about the scrutiny over this. You know what is really kind of my north star about whether something's right or wrong? Hmm. What would you say that is? Does the former president support it? And Donald <laughs> Trump has come out and said that he's very anti-PGA and very pro-LIV or 54. That's that's your guiding. That's principle. kind of my guiding light is whatever Trump is. But I mean, honestly, how how can you, Joanna? How ridiculous does golf sound? Right? It sounds dumb. What, like bogeys and yeah, birdies. Bo the only bogey I know is Bogey Lowenstein from Ten Things I Hate About You, and they trashed his house. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say Humphrey Bogart. You're like such a movie fan. Now Bogey Lowenstein. <laughs> and then birdies. the dad goes, "What's a Bogey Lowenstein?" <laughs> <laughs> What a silly game. What a ridiculous game. Yeah, and so does silly. he ever make
make it into the hole? Yeah, he taps in for keep a double. Playing the, just keep playing the video. It. Let me see the. Just a tap. Well, I think you saw the end of it. That yeah. was it. They don't really. Yeah. No, they don't. He's got a lot on his plate. There's no doubt about it. He's made his bed. Look, it's like the ball purposely no. didn't want to go into the hole. I was like, <laughs> not today, Phil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why am I missed it? And, and I know, it just right? makes you wonder what's <laughs> running. So what's running through his head? Oh, I. Those guys are asking me such mean questions. They're and asking. Me, they're putting a lot of pressure on me, and I just want my buttload of money. Right. He still got his buttload of money. I just want to hit my balls and make my money. I don't want to talk about international things. You're telling me you saw something that Charles Barkley had said. Charles Barkley now does commercials making fun of how bad it, he is at golf. Does he really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Charles Barkley went kind of viral in the 2000s because he would play these charity golf tournaments, and his swing is just, oh, you got to look this up. Okay. And now there are whole commercials about making fun of Charles Barkley's swing, but he's a golf fan, so what did Barkley say? Well, Charles, I, well, I, I, so I know he's a commentator on ESPN or, or wherever. Basketball. Basketball, but he was talking about the LIV golfers, and he was like, I don't get what the big deal is. I would take $200 million. I would take $200 million if I had to kill one of my family. Like, like he was basically saying, oh, I would do anything for $200 million. If you were actually in the position, even a lot of the journalists that are asking these questions, if you were in the position where Saudi Arabia said, we will pay you this kind of generational wealth, you're going to have enough money that you can live in you opulence and pass it on to your family for generations. You could buy an island and start your own family. And all you have to do is kind of cozy up with this bloodthirsty murderous regime a lot of journalists would do that yeah how much like does it depend though because am i going from how much money i have now to 200 million or am i starting with like 50 million that's the thing that a lot of people bring up is like phil mickelson is made a phenomenal amount of money from golfing and from endorsements and everything and for him to just turn his back on the pga tour for this thing just rubs a lot of people the wrong way like, I would do a lot if I had that opportunity because I have no money I, now. You know, I kind of want to see what NBC uh, or CBS and the Golf Channel do. Do they cover this Saudi golf tour? I mean, if if they really wanted to make a statement, they just they just ignore it. You know, whenever they have one of these tours, they don't report on it. They don't they don't air it. They don't cover it. So forth. How about some tickets for the Latin Kings now? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play a clip from Johnny Sanchez. So Johnny, and he does pronounce his name Sanchez, not Sanchez, because yes. he's third generation. He talks about that a lot, being third generation. But Johnny used to come into town frequently, frequently. and I always thought he was just one of the top almost comics. every comic, like every Latino comic who I've worked with who comes through town. I mean, they they basically say Johnny Sanchez is one of the best. Uh, Latino comics. Yeah, Johnny's great, and he's going to be part of this lineup along with Paul Rodriguez, Joey Medina. Who else is uh, Gilbert Esquivel? Right. So some some of the original Latin kings, and also some. I wouldn't call Johnny Sanchez an up and comer. I mean, he's been doing it for over twenty years. But as soon as this is over and we go to commercial, give me caller ten on the studio line, which is nine one five nine one zero four nine nine five nine one five nine one zero four nine nine five. So. Joanna, uh, mm-hmm. as soon as as soon as we're done listening to Johnny talk about being third generation Mexican American, 
that's when uh, you start picking up the phone. Okay. okay. All right, Big here deal. we go. My name's Johnny. They might have been the press pool. Maybe all those people were the press pool or whatever. But for the press pool, they were cheering awfully loud. You know what, though? You and Joe Biden have something in common that I never thought you guys would. A bicycle off bicycles? Uh, from standing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I had that in common. <laughs> you should play the Joe Biden bike song you played yesterday and then the one that we did for you when you fell off your bike. Do you have the one no. that you did for me? Oh, I thought you had it. No, I don't have it. I'd have to go. I mean, you'd have to search for it. Sure. Pulling it out on me. So the, uh, <laughs> the Joe Just Biden. Whip it out. Let me see if I still have the Joe Biden bicycle song. Bicycle. It was. We use Queen. Let's check out El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Uh, quick check of the El Paso weather window at the KLAQ studios. Still overcast, not as dark, not as much not dark overcast, clouds. Yeah. Definitely thunderstorms are part of our forecast. Looking at about a 60% chance of uh, thunderstorms throughout the day and the afternoon into the evening and overnight. 80 for the high temperature. It's going to cool things off, but I bet that's a humid 80. I haven't been outside in a couple hours, but I'll bet you that's going to be a humid 80. Uh, the rain is going to move out of the forecast by around 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, becoming mostly sunny and 91 for the high temperature. Thursday looks sunny with 95 as the high temperature. And then through the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday looks like mid-90s. And we are going to see off and on a chance of some rain or possible thunder showers, especially on Saturday. El Paso weather. Brought to you today by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Get ready for a big party coming up two days before 4th of July as red, white, and brews yeah. are going to be the order of the day at Painted Dunes, July 2nd. That is a Saturday. So 4th of July. Okay, 4th of July is on a Monday this year. That's three-day weekend. Woo That's pretty bitching, right? Yeah. <laughs> bitching. That's very bitching. Saturday, July 2nd, <laughs> gates open at 4 p.m. Music starts at 4.30, and we've got music from Damian Isaac and also Redemption. It's free to enter, so this is a free party. There's going to be jumping balloons for the kids, a lot of stuff for the kids. For the adults, you've got the music, you've got Dead Beach Brewery tastings, vendors, hamburgers, hot dogs, brews, and more. It's the Red, White, and Brews Festival at Painted Dunes. 12,000 McCombs coming up Saturday, July the 2nd. And don't forget, if you want to play the Dunes, set up your tea time by going to PaintedDunes.com. That is PaintedDunes.com. I've got an update on our concert calendar. Ooh, what's going on? Just announced Blue October at the Plaza Theater. I love Blue October. Well, Blue October is coming in October. And the 25th, they're going to be at the Plaza Theater. And I found out that we have tickets to give away all this week. So, oh, cool. what do we got here? Another four or five minutes? Yes. All right. So, before the show ends today, I'm going to give away a pair of these tickets. Are these? Are these winning before you can buy them? Yes, they are. Okay. Do the tickets go on sale this Friday? Yes. Okay. So, win them before you can buy them for the Blue October <laughs> at the Plaza Theater. Into the ocean. <laughs> now, looking up what else is on the concert calendar, this. Big free show, the Rockzilla Tour, Papa Roach, Falling in Reverse, Hollywood oh, Undead, yeah. Bad Wolves. That's Speaking Rock, a free show, August 27th. 
Coming up November 8th, Greta Van Fleet is going to be at the Don Haskins Center. Uh, Iron Maiden, September the 11th at the Don Haskins yeah! Center. September's going to be a solid month. You got Iron Maiden the 11th, and then on the 19th, Scorpions and Whitesnake. Sweet. Joanna, David Coverdale's farewell tour with Whitesnake, by the way. Joanna, big Iron Maiden fan? Yes. Oh, I didn't know I that. Went to, have you not heard my famous story of how Lisa made me late to the Iron Maiden Oh, show? I have. I didn't know that was an Iron Maiden That show. was Iron Maiden yeah. in Albuquerque. I got to get some tickets for John Mulaney. My daughter has expressed interest in going to see a show. Yeah, we got to In public with her dad. We oh, well, me. <laughs> she John wants Mullane, you to go with her? She definitely wants me to take oh, her to see. Oh, game changer. Game changer. I thought it was just like, Dad, get me tickets. For and me then and her and someone no, else. No, it's friends. It is for her and a friend, but she wants me because they need a ride. They can't <laughs> John Mulaney, October 2nd. Are those on sale yet? I think so. I would fight your daughter for them if it was just like one ticket left. I'd be like, sorry. Well, you know. You got until October 22nd to be her plus one. She said she was going to bring a friend. She didn't say which friend, Nico. <laughs> you got time to make her your friend. Uh, she actually does talk to me more than, than she most. Used to. No, no, most most people, I would say. Oh. <laughs> She's not really into talking to grown-ups much, unless she absolutely has I to. I think she has realized She's that like I'm You're more of a kid than Yeah, that I'm not, yeah. Right. <laughs> she calls me, What? what's the name of the BoJack Horseman guy? The guy that's on the couch. That's not his name. Yeah, but that's the character. That's the character. <laughs> that's what she calls me. <laughs> that character has a name, and she calls you that guy from BoJack Horseman. I'm BoJack. Buzz is BoJack. You're the guy that lives on the couch. <laughs> not wrong. Sometimes I'll say or do something, and she will just go, BoJack Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried watching the show to figure out what she's talking uh -huh. about. I don't know. BoJack seems like a pretty cool dude to me. Seems really sad to me. <laughs> I've never seen that show. You should see it. Get on board. <laughs> hanging out with me is like hanging out with BoJack. Okay. Joanna has got a movie tonight that she's going to be hosting. It's Dirty Dancing at so Alamo excited. Draft House. This I actually is the might go see Alamo it Draft House summer music movie series. We'll get your tickets because uh, there may not be a lot left. You get your tickets at drafthouse.com slash El Paso. That's drafthouse.com, El Paso, the summer music movie series. Movies, musicals, and contests. You can sing along to yeah, the movie. Yeah, how was the one you did a couple Super weeks ago? Super fun. It was uh, Pitch Perfect, the first one. Um, and we played games. They got uh, handkerchiefs and, and party favors and cups so they could do the cup game. Oh, uh, snap. Yeah, it's, it's real fun. So, I'm well, so sad. I tonight it's, it's Dirty Dancing. So Joanna's going to be there. Jo I'm so excited. You get two passes. I don't know. Have you have you offered them to anybody yet? Oh, her sister's going with her. Probably my sister. Yeah. And 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 me. You want to go see Dirty Dance? I wouldn't mind. Just show up and say, "Oh, who's the host?" Like two weeks ago, <laughs> can I do it? I feel like you could just say that. Yeah, I'll be like, "This is my co-host." Whatever. We could go host together yeah. up on the stage. Yeah, sure. I'm taking the tab and just eating popcorn. One of the things I've figured out early on with Nico is Nico says a lot of stuff that's just complete bullshit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, wait. Like, he'll tell everybody that's a guest that's coming to town, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to your show. And he doesn't? And now, 
No, he doesn't go anywhere that you, you say. You told Justin Underwood you were going to go to his barbecue. Well, I asked him. I didn't say I would go exactly, but I asked, yeah, you know, I would like to go. And I was thinking, I even asked my, my dad, hey, do you want to go to the... You told Alex Raimundo you were going to go up and see him in Las Cruces. I didn't say that. I did not you say, say that. You say a lot of things without any tell. intention. Do you have no, any I intention of following through on this dirty know, right? dancing thing? Before I started saying, yes, yes Nico is my co-host. Yeah, don't say that. And then yeah. we're going to recreate the scene from Dirty Dancing. What percentage of chance? I'm going to lift you up in the air. There you go. And then she's going to put you in a corner because <laughs> apparently that happens to somebody. <laughs> I'm going to find out why they don't put her in a corner. Call me baby. Or why they do. <laughs> out of 100, what's the percentage that you might actually show up? If we were forecasting 50, rank. 50, 50. No, yeah. it's not. Yep. Be honest. I'm, I'm being honest. How do you know? More like five. Shut up. I guess. Joanna, you haven't seen a lot of the blockbusters. Have you seen any of the big summer blockbusters? Um, no. Doctor Strange. Okay, I guess that's a summer yeah. blockbuster. Did you notice how none of the, the blockbusters are anything original? They are either... Barbie, first of all, is based off of old intellectual property. Buzz Lightyear. Barbie? Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Top Gun. Top Gun. Barbie's not out this year. No, I mean, I'm just saying that, like, no no movies, no new movies are really well, anything. Are I'm the, excited. I will tell you I'm excited for Elvis. El, not even really an original movie idea. I don't care. I'm excited. And for the new Ethan Hawke one, Black Phone. A horror movie, right? Yes. Okay, that sounds so original. I'm excited for that. All right. But you haven't seen, do you have any intention of seeing Jurassic World no. or Top Gun? Not going to go see him. No. Don't. Good morning, aviators. It's the most unbelievable movie of the summer. Genetic power has now been unleashed. Dr. Buzz Strange.